Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Specifically, Kyle, we've made it seven years. I can't believe I put 10 years into the seven years. <laughs> now, uh, so here we are. I mean, it is, uh, well, yeah, it's it's July 5th when this is dropping. Officially our birthday of, of Horror Movie Nights release. And... Uh, that's a better. That was the Sy- that was a Syracuse fight song. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to say that's a better birthday song than the actual Happy Birthday yeah. song. Um, I don't know how I. Knew yeah, that, here but. we here we are. How how are you? How are you all feeling? Seven years old. <clears throat> I quit. I mean, technically we're eight, right? Yeah, we're starting eight. Yeah, but now so here we are. I mean, as we do at the beginning of these best ofs. I mean, Kyle, it is appropriate for you to be here though, because you were on more of the year than less of. Fucking good. Um, <laughs> this beer is really good. I'm so, glad you like it. So, like, what are some of our memories of, of year I, seven? I'm, I'm actually going to go back through our year sure. seven movies. Cause yeah, I... So it starts in episode 301 with, uh, well, I mean, the best of clips, anyway, are starting at 301 with Don't Panic and going all the way up to 350 with The Lost Boys. That's not the exact time frame, obviously, of our of our year but don't panic oh is that the one with the kid in the pajamas <laughs> yeah yeah that one was suggested by josh dukes yeah yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're allowed to say last names yeah right? I, especially if it's josh dukes uh, yeah that, you can't find a so josh we, you can find a josh dukes everywhere dude i so i've been friends with josh on facebook for like great suggestion five josh, six yeah. years um at this point and Never once saw another Josh Dukes mm-hmm. until y- two, three days ago mm. as of recording. No and kidding. 
I was like, that is not the Josh Dukes that I know because it was somebody that was saying some real hateful shit uh, on a public com- uh, comment terrible. section. And I was like, you are sullying. You are just ruining the name. You should let those Josh Dukes duke it out. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there, was, what, there was a big thing. Was it the Battle of the Josh? Like there was a. Um... There was oh, a big, like, they, they like gathered. Thing, yeah, that, like, I don't remember. It was Josh. Josh. It was like Josh Smith. It's yeah. like everybody who had the same fucking. Yeah, name. it was like they all met in one location yeah. and had like a LARPing level battle to decide wow. who was the keeper of the name. Yeah, uh, so fucking the, weird. So the movie that officially kicks off year seven yeah. is episode three hundred eight. You're next, and we just recorded the last episode oh. of year seven, which was um, Brain Scan. Yeah. Our tribute so, to, uh, which was our tribute to Aerosmith. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, honking on Bobo of, over here. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of music uh, movies, Vicious Lips finally got to pull that one out yeah, of the, the yeah. hat this that year. Was, that was very fun. That was that was, if not my first official one, that was in the run. But the thing was is the, that, like, I don't like I don't this know. whole like. Well, I should. It wasn't your official because, I, and I'm not saying yeah. I'm not poo pooing anybody. No. I'm saying like, as soon as you signed on. Yeah. It felt like you're official. Oh like, no! It, it, it felt it, like I, I don't even remember what your first one say, that, that you did was. That's like but... Brian pulled that shit for like two years, where he's like, "Well, I don't feel like I'm an actual member just yet," and I'm like, "You've looking, been here longer yeah. than our previous third co-host." Yeah, yeah like, like uh, and, and and Brian, I I I was going through. Uh, I told both of you yeah. before we started recording. I I went through and listened to the the first fiftieth. 100th, 150th, and 200th episodes, just Uh the first couple minutes of each, um, just to kind of get a sense. I was originally going to do 250 and then 300 and then, uh, you know, like continue on, you know, at the the intervals. Um, But I just couldn't couldn't cut it. But, (laughs) um, you know, Brian and Beetlejuice it seems like so long ago i know brian was even there for for he was definitely there for 150 when we yeah. did gremlins 2 yeah i mean i know that he was there with with uh with with john and it's just crazy to think about how long brian was on brian was on for like, almost 200 episodes yeah and <laughs> and and never took credit yeah. <laughs> i think it well, maybe it wasn't credit maybe it was responsibility yeah sure um but yeah so like it, it's just funny to think back on on i mean we've always been who we are on the mm. show i think that we've definitely honed our skills we've honed our skills but we also became more open with who we are over mm. the years well, yeah, because i can i mean i don't listen to those early episodes because it's impossible it's it's me playing the character of what i think a podcast host is supposed mm. to sound Absolutely. like totally. and you you fall into that vibe. I'll tell you one thing from year seven that that fills me with excitement for the future <laughs> is listening. Anytime I even think about listening to that Lost Boys episode, like there is going to come a day where Brian's ready to come back on this show. And if that is any indication of what the chaos of the four of us <laughs> recording no together is going to sound like. No that was fun. the easiest recording for me. I just got to let you guys know. I had to do the least amount of <laughs> Oh, heavy you just sat use. back and let Brian and Kyle just go, dude. I want Brian back so I don't have to do any work. <laughs> which is so funny because Brian does the least this amount least of prep work. Yeah. <laughs> well, he no, didn't even watch that, the movie before we talked That's fine. It's fine. I, it used to slightly frustrate well. me, but like what? As long it, as he it brings frustra- the funny, it doesn't. Really well, it, it only really frustrated me when he didn't watch May mm-hmm. because that hurts. No, that, that's that, that's a that's wound painful. that I and need to drop dead movie. Fred yeah. to to come and 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 help me with my trauma <laughs> from that. Brian, if you're not listening, because you're not, um, <laughs> he uh, might check out the best stuff. Well, no, so I, wait, I, was was nothing but trouble 
in year seven. It's episode three hundred two. So I it will. I don't know if I pulled any clips from it, but yes, it was in the contention for the best of. They episode. had the VHS of nothing but trouble at the. Um, and you didn't buy that. What Horrifying? you didn't get it? Because Brian said he wants that as his bag tattoo. I, that's true. That's true. That's true. If I that real estate on me wasn't already I, taken, I should have fucking I would, got it. Yeah, right. Just, well, just get a cover. Just get it covered. It's do fine. you have any work on your back? No, I don't. You don't understand the pain, <laughs> then, do you? Because like it is the pain of then living with a nothing but trouble tattoo, <laughs> besides yeah, the that, literal pain like, of the tattoo. Itself. Chevy Chase on your back forever is just something that you. I don't believe in hell, but I feel like if there was a hell, oh, somebody with a Chevy Chase back tattoo is down there, or Chevy Chase specifically is down there. Yes. Oh, okay. Both. Literally both. <laughs> I, I imagine that whoever is whipping people yeah. in the lake of fucking fire has a yeah. nothing but trouble back piece. I told, Brian's already. I already told Matt what uh, my back tattoo was going to be today, and it's going to be you know the uh, the dancing like hot dog popcorn soda from yeah. like the Let's All Go to the Movies. It's mm-hmm. going to be each of those, but the hot dog is going to be the tramp stamp of like a straight down, <laughs> a straight up and down vertical <laughs> spine tattoo of, of Let's All Go to the Movies. <laughs> But then on the front of me, on my clavicles, is going to say, let's all go, go right in the, the center to the movies. And it's just right across the front in that old English, like, thug life tattoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to, I mean, like, that tracks. But, and I can't tell how much of this is you, you know, taking a piss. And if it's, act, or how much you. Or, or I pissed actually, my pants while we were talking about uh, this. Okay, so well, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you're really going to do the let's go to the movies, you, you probably but. need to do in the actual script. Oh yeah, yes. kind of like, like that the, Googie style, nineteen late fifties, early sixties, and like 60s. the little like spotlights around it and Hell stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or that's, that's, could, a great, that's a great. That's a great. You could have the tramp stamp no. say, "Let's go to the poopies." Oh <laughs> yeah, I think I want the hot dog actually lower and maybe in my ass crack. <laughs> Just slightly. Uh, I do need to give shout outs to some of our guest co-hosts that we had. Hell yes. Uh, so. There was a few of them. Um, Bacon came back to talk about oh Ginger Snaps God, with us. Oh, my God, Bacon. Uh, that was a great episode. Let's see who else was there scrolling through. Well, Kyle's first dipping his toes in before we made the announcement, he came on to talk about Necropolis. I, I was us. just thinking about it. So, it, like, it does feel like you I've always... that, right? It, yeah. Yes. It does feel like I've uh, sort of always been uh, yeah. here, but I do remember specifically the transition. Like, yes. So I picked Necropolis, and I was like, I can't believe they fucking want me to go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jackie from Jersey Ghouls joined Sleep us to Camp talk about 3. Sleepaway Camp 3. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Gelsey Laurie joined us to talk about Piranha. That was her pick, too, by the way. That was her pick. <laughs> and then I think that was the... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Nate joined us to talk about In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, that was a good episode. Uh, Ashley Victoria Robinson joined us to talk about The Covenant. That was oh, a great episode. Gosh, Terrible watch. Yeah. Great fucking episode. Though. And then I... I love that episode. Yes, that is the last one. Uh, is uh, Cabin Fever with Eric J. Brown. Great ep- I mean, I thought that was a great conversation. I would love to go back and listen to that. I don't think that I actually listened to the episode because um, I just wanted to talk to him about writing books. Yeah, you know, uh, and and I really need to ask. Him and we, hey, if you're not on the Patreon page, uh, there was a really good conversation between Scott and Eric just about writing that was released as a bonus. I, I need to listen to that too. Yeah, that was. I Are mean, you on the Patreon? Yeah. I mean, little. Uh, wizard a, behind the curtain. Matt set it up that we get to hear the Patreon if we want. And it's, yeah. true. it's sick. Uh, it's it true. took me four years to figure out that link, but I, 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 that, honestly, that seemed kind of fucking complicated. I don't, I don't blame. They you. don't want <laughs> to give. They, they don't the want you thing. giving it out for free, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even to the to the, co- to the, the people co- that are exactly. creating it. Yeah. Exactly. It's one uh, person. I'm trying to see. Um, 
What episode, Matt might know, like the maniac he is, what episode was American Gothic? That was a while back. I know it was a long, long time ago. I want to know the number. I would say it was probably around 130. Like 130, 129, because that was when we were testing out co-hosts. 127. Shortly. There we go. Say 127. 127. 127. Because you picked that, right? No. I. No, so here's what that. happened. We, the first one I was we on. Needed yes. a, wow. We needed a third co-host, and we started having different people come on and guest. And the reality of this, I don't even know if Kyle knows this. Maybe he knows this. It came down to we were like, I don't know. Kyle's really good, and Brian's really good. And we didn't know which one we wanted. So we started having both of them on for a couple episodes. And American Gothic was just Kyle. Yeah. But Sleepwalkers oh my and God. Uninvited was Kyle and Brian. Those fucking and I, movies are And I so think fun. it literally came down to like, oh, like Kyle's got his own thing going on with the film. And we we're like, well, we don't want to like hone in on that. Yeah, we didn't want to step on your toes. Right. And we're like, and Brian doesn't do shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which now, is ironic. And now, yeah, like... How I the mean, tables have dude, turned. Dude, like, Brian is fucking busy, man. <laughs> I, I think that you're a little busy, too. You I, did I, just come out with a short, and you did just come out with a baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I, the baby's this, a year old. This is this is true, <laughs> but I think... Just. Well, I think, but that's, that's the thing, is that, like, you know... I, Brian is working his ass off in a in a craft that I do a different thing on. Well, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? But here, it's like, I mean, and I'm, and so movie watching is like, I mean, not that Brian obviously. Well, no, he doesn't watch that. He doesn't. Watch he doesn't. Movies. So, so his problem, <laughs> which here, is hilarious. Here's the thing, Brian. Brian is working. So the people who are wondering what's going on with Brian, I mean that with love. The, Brian the simplest way to put it is that Brian is basically taking this gamble where he is. Basically, just not having a life for about a year. Mm -hmm. But if this gamble pays off, he will have steady income regardless on if he's working or not from the investment that he's putting into. So that's kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, if this works out, like I can fucking go to whatever convention you guys want me to go to. I can like, you know. Can and Will are two very different things. Because of the four of us, Brian is the most agoraphobic, which is crazy because he and I are neck and neck, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) What's the the colloquialism for Coke that we're going to use? Because like... We got the weed colloquialism oh, yeah. down, so, but um, so something that's like, 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 <laughs> no, that's not gonna work because that's too long. I'm trying to think thing. like pretzels because I'm of the white like thing on pretzel rod. I'm trying to think of like a caffeinated thing, but it's like espresso covered fucking yeah. almonds. It's like no espresso. You, chocolate, you get a chocolate like, espresso. Oh beans. well, you could yeah. Fucking raisinets feels like uh, Ugh. uh oh, oh god. So yeah. no one's eating. Well, I mean, I guess that they're. You you could cocaine do... is really passe now, so yeah. Raise an answer. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you don't live in LA anymore. No, so you I don't. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But right. we we need a, we need a colloquialism for cocaine because we'll work on You that. need well, we also don't we do, don't do cocaine, cocaine, so there's not really a yeah. We're we're really uh, ignorant <laughs> to what cocaine even the even the snack that cocaine could be assigned. We're really oh, this whole thing. We need pretzel, to talk. Honestly, pretzel rods is fucking fine. Okay, because because <laughs> the white, yeah, yeah salt yeah, yeah, on the yeah, outside. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the few things I want to tackle real quick because eventually we do have to play these clips or people oh, are going to stop yeah, listening okay. to us. So I was going to say, what movie did you watch this this year that you had never seen before that really won you over? I just scrolled through and besides Vicious Lips, which we already called out, I'd seen everything. <laughs> prior, you'd seen Don't Panic. 
Oh, no. Don't Panic is 301. Sorry, that was... um, I forgot to count that. Yes. So Don't Panic was probably my favorite one that I had never seen before. Man, but we so stupid. But as I'm scrolling through these, we have to talk about probably the episode that has gotten us the most emails um, when Kyle watched the wrong Metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. The amount of that people so who great. have messaged and been like, that is my favorite episode of the podcast. That's not, very, that's they're not very suggesting sweet. we do ever do that again. Yeah. But I, I feel like the, the stars charming. just had to align. Yeah. Dude, my, favorite <laughs> my favorite line is when we're talking about the movie, Kyle realizes it, and I'm like, dude, it's fine. And he get, he very sincerely is like, no, seriously, just give me like 80 minutes and I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, I, man. I, I mean, like, look, I did. I, I had an assignment. <laughs> I turned in the wrong assignment. But I, I kind of want to watch your stupid metamorphosis because you shared a photo of the lizard yours. at the end. And I was like, wow. And I want to watch yours, man. This is I, the I, thing <laughs> is that the problem with that metamorphosis is that it's probably relying very heavily upon the third act. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as we were discussing earlier on today, yeah. uh, maybe that was not on the air, but uh, we've discussed how if the, the, I think that if the first act and the third act are fine, it can sag in the middle. But um, yeah, I don't think that the first act is good. Um, I, I gotta say, I, I mean, I'd never seen Funny Man in Acropolis um, and I hadn't seen Don't Panic. Yeah. And of those three... I gotta go with uh, with Don't Panic just yeah. because it's such a comedy of errors. It's, it's it's what you look for in a in a so bad it's good movie. It yeah. it's the same elements that make like Last Shark something that we love so much is like mm-hmm. every step is wrong. Yes, like there's exactly. not a single decision that they made that was the correct decision no. for that. No, film. none, none. Um, I think well. So as any listeners picked up by now i truly haven't seen a lot, a lot of, movies. of yeah, what, I guess. what we, what, yeah, what we get what to. movie did you enjoy yeah. this? <laughs> so, i mean I, I event horizon was uh was one of those ones i f- like it was like a finally sort yeah. of thing right like i really really enjoyed watching event horizon but i think <laughs> meet the apple gates really fucking blew me away dude you did mention that you had recommended it to multiple people i i still think about scenes from that movie Frequently, even though we've watched a ton, a ton of shit since then, it feels like. Um, but me, I'm making much bugged now. Yeah, I. So the one I'll fucking, I'll, is, you know, I'll watch is that anything. That uh, trauma distribute it, but not um, it's finance basically yeah. trauma. No, but I think th- I mean those two for me were. I mean, we, I, dude, I've ha- I've had fun on every episode. Uh, I'm just, it just it's, this has just been such a Aww. joy. It's been such a nice <laughs> addition, like because you're like shit has happened. Like I the the short. And my son being born and like momentum is moving and my life is moving in a totally different way that I didn't know how I was going to adjust my lifestyle, which up until like having my son was fucking watching movies with Carly and like, (laughs) you know, like it just, it just, it's just a different pacing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I didn't know how I was going to like reintroduce that into my life. So like, you guys asking me to even 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 just guest on an on an episode has always been really special. He's too nice. We should get a new um, third. No, I yeah. love this. No, <laughs> it's, it's been really fun. I guys. love this guy. <laughs> no, uh, so um, but no, it's it, this whole the, the whole the, this whole uh, journey has been really. It's it's one of my favorite things to look forward to every Aww. Wednesday. Right now, Wednesday nights Aww. is is love talking that. to you guys. The only other thing I want to say because uh, I was looking at the list is I feel like most of us 
kind of fall into the category of after you watch a movie, you're like, all right, I don't need to revisit that for another year or two. Yeah. I was trying to think of the movies that we've covered this year. Is there anyone where it's like, you know what? I I could rewatch that again right now and I wouldn't Oof. be upset. And the one that I landed on, Kyle, I think Kyle may agree with this. I don't know where Scott's going to fall. I could put on Pledge Night right the fuck now and be pretty content <laughs> throwing that back I on. I can't agree with that because yeah. I watched Pledge Night less than a year before we discussed it. Yeah. So I'd actually you watch actually it, twice it twice within a calendar year. And a big part of that for me is just literally that that Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray just looks yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, if we're going to talk about maybe movies that aren't, uh, like, not the obvious, like, In the Mouth of Madness, obviously, you guys... You know, yeah, yeah super like, easy to so, watch that like, movie over I, I mean, again. I, I, Ple- Pledge Night is... Is up there. I mean, I've watched. I mean, I'll watch Hell World anytime you tell me to. I feel like um, I could easily rewatch Hell World right now. Yeah, yeah I know. and it's only been what two months? Two months. I could. I could probably throw on Hell World. Um, <laughs> but that's also because I'd never seen it before. So I kind of would want to watch Dead Silence again. But it's because of that thing that we talked about on the episode, where it's like I want to watch it with somebody who like hadn't seen doesn't it before. know that, and I did not know that. Th- Dead, like the end Dead of it, Silence. That. I said this a million times in the episode. Dead Silence has so much stuff that works for it it's yeah. just a bummer that the stuff that doesn't it's is so, so glaring yeah. and in your face right, right. uh all right well right. guys that was our little preamble we gotta, we gotta go <laughs> yeah that's the preamble we'll uh hear some clips i don't know what else to say thanks for sticking with us for this long oh yeah i guess that too yes <laughs> Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of Tacky and White and Nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? If you like music and you like podcasts and you like to laugh and you like to learn, you need to immediately subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we dive deep into the story and back catalog of a one hit wonder band or artist. From there, we have a good healthy discussion as to whether they brought the one hit thunder or were nothing more than a one hit wonder. We have a huge back catalog and we've done episodes on everything from Don't Worry, Be Happy and the Macarena to King of Wishful Thinking and Cumbersome. I promise you're going to love the show more than Jaquan loved getting tipsy, and even more than Bobby Boris Pickett loved making alternate versions of the Monster Mash. Subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the problem with me. 
And Brian, you can oh, maybe back mm, this up a little bit. <laughs> how much time we got here. today? <laughs> but, but my first exposure to horror stuff really was Scream, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. as soon as I watched Scream, I was like, I want to be Randy. So, like, my vision of watching a horror movie is like 40 people in a living room while you're monologuing to them. That (laughs) explains so much about you and the reason why Horror Movie Night exists. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, it's like for me, it's like, oh man, this is awful. I can't wait for a bunch of people to come over. We're going to get some drinks. We're going to get some pizza. We're going to just have a good night and we're going to watch these bad movies and we're going to be talking over top of them and we're going to be laughing laughing the whole time and everyone's gonna say yay matt and they're gonna pick me up on a chair and go hip hip hooray hip hip hooray (laughs) like it's a jewish wedding and i'm gonna have the greatest time of my life and it's never quite achieved that no (laughs) no it actually is infuriating that's why i exclusively watch horror movies with matt i will only watch horror movies with matt or trauma movies because when matt shows up to my parents house and i'm there and we're watching like a very serious movie and it's a very serious scene that needs your full attention he'll just go oh you know who that is that's the guy from this and that and then he like looks up and like in the middle of the movie he's like so do you know how they made this movie because as soon as the movie starts he's got a wikipedia so he's (laughs) i can't even rebuttal because that's so accurate and true Son of a bitch. So I have to watch movies I don't care about with my brother. <laughs> Since it's April 21st, has anybody thought that the fog is actually no. weed, uh, the collective <laughs> weed smoke from 420 <laughs> rolling in? Nothing it was too will kill you. Six must toke. Yeah, <laughs> man. And they have to get the preacher to toke. Disregard Tom Atkins for a second and just think about movies that Matt loves and how many times this trope occurs. And he's bitching about an intro quote and not people banging a couple hours after they just get thrown (laughs) together, you know. And we've discussed them on the show, and Matt's been like, That's so unrealistic. I wish that happened to me. (laughs) Just once. once, Well, see, I say that about quotes being told to me before somebody goes into a story. I wish you would. It's I like, wish you would, I wish would preface this. Like Kyle, I've got a great story to tell you, but first, let me tell you, out of context, when Dumbledore said to Harry Potter <laughs> that no one's truly gone so long as they live within our memories. Anyway, so this is the story about the time I was boning this chick, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know I'm so bound to my... Um, themes? Themes. Like, every, every console crash EP has to have a theme, and... The fog just hasn't come into the themes yet. I got a I got a proposal for you, Scott. What should six be, Matt? Guitarpinder. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, Matt, you say a lot of dumb shit, but that was real good. <laughs> you mentioned Mulholland Drive. I'm gonna go down a tangent that is like one of my favorite stories. So I was in high school, I was in a film class. Ooh. One of our assignments was to make a music video. I did a claymate, an all claymation music oh, video, no. which took fucking months to do. Say, of course, geez. obviously, when we're done the music video session, we all sit in class and we watch these music videos. Right? One of the kids' music videos <laughs> was a nine-minute-long Tool song oh, that he just filmed his TV oh, as no. Mahalan Drive was on, and it was oh. just like. It was just like highlights from Mulholland Drive. And then at one point he was like playing a video game. And like our teacher was like 
infamously short-tempered as a person so there's a point about five minutes into this shit music video (laughs) where like slowly all of the eyes of the class are like turning to look at the teacher to see like what is about to happen yeah and he sees that everyone's looking at him and he just goes oh i know but he made this so we all have to suffer now (laughs) and i'm gonna say i think tool matches perfectly with that shit (laughs) that is a video they would be like yeah i like it let's do it let's just film the tv (laughs) tool has either great songs or just straight garbage you know and there's like that's all they have you know so like like that's mainer's mo in general because i can say the same about perfect circle and all of his other projects i i completely agree with that (laughs) Yeah, it's a nine-minute video of Mulholland Drive in a 11th grade English class. That's exactly how I would <laughs> I would picture one of their videos. First of all, I love that the aliens are framing this kid. So, like, he's like, they're beating up the car. They must think it's because the car, like, killed their friend. And then they this later find really out. This guy really hates cans. <laughs> <laughs> but then they find out that it's like, no, the aliens killed a dude. And we're like, shit, we got to cover up the tracks. Let's make this kid's car look like it was a hit and run. I love the plot point of, like, theoretically, yeah, you know what? Like, if aliens were coming and visiting Earth, having the ability to make any person who meets them seem like a drunk is a really good uh, method of covering your tracks. Mm-hmm. I don't think Brian's sold on this. No, no, I just agree. I just also think, you know, that they choose who gets to see them, like rednecks. Wait, like what? Like a redneck? Yeah, like that's who they allow to see them, is people that would... The unlo- unreliable narrators are the only people uh, that seem to find aliens. For some reason, I was like, is that some sort of conspiracy theory term? Oh, this is because it's coming from Brian. Or is that a uh, cryptozoological creature that I don't know yet. But then I realized he's just talking about rednecks. I'm like, I know that yeah. cryptozoological creature. I grew up around about yeah. 20,000 of yeah. them. Oh my God. We were out camping and we were making out. And then I just, I remember seeing those big white eyes, black eyes, like a dog's eyes. And I remember him <laughs> saying to me, go on, get. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because Scott thought that a redneck was a cryptozoological creature. Man, I fucked up that one. You sound like you just got poked by the the saucer. They got me, Scott. I watched your your tongue trip. (laughs) Well, I'm not cutting this, but... Chris, that was worth the money to watch his tongue actually (laughs) roll over on itself. So Scott thought that a redneck was some type of monster in cryptozoology but actually they're just cryptozoologists that's what that's the joke that i was trying to get to <laughs> i don't know and if it would have been better if you one. would have it was a good one the stupid tongue got in the way oh, the yeah. only reason i'll never get in trouble is because i could never really get them down right like i do go to hooters i'll be like i'll have the chicken breast hold the breast and they're like huh and i'm like just chicken fingers, please. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is that everyone knows that this is Brian in his head trying to romanticize how awkward he is. When in reality, he's so awkward that he goes, he, he if he even finds himself in a Hooters, he would look at the floor and be like, chicken fingers, please. And then that's it. You know, and he, he wouldn't do anything else. And he'd drink his fucking water or Coke or whatever the hell. We, I didn't finish it, but I still want to talk about it because it's, it was so entertaining. We, we like threw on, um, a flat earth documentary and it got, it got, Why? it got boring, Why are you it got like boring midway through, but like the best part 
the best part was so they they had the science like these guys that were like whatever scientists I guess uh, and <laughs> they were convinced that they could prove they're like we know that the earth is flat and like they did all this thing we're like this is the proof and they were like if only we can get our hands on this twenty thousand dollar laser like it's never wrong if we can get our hands on this twenty thousand dollar laser it will prove that the earth is not on a 15 degree axis and then like that's our first step in disproving it right someone loans them the money they buy a twenty thousand dollar laser they put it on the ground and it shows a 15 degree axis And then they start to try to figure out where this laser that they just typed up saying is never wrong could have went wrong. And it was <laughs> so good. That's called a sunk cost fallacy, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Literally everything that the dudes wore in this, I wore in high school too. Yes. It's all the exact same stuff I wore in high school. Puka the shell only necklaces. Thing we were missing, all the yeah, stuff. Well, th- there were the puka shell necklaces. You know what was missing in this were those big ass metal bead necklaces you know what i'm talking about yeah ball bearing necklaces yeah and and if you you were really cool you had a ball bearing necklace that was braided with hemp oh yeah i know those ones maybe they didn't get those up in canada yet you know they're a little bit further behind up there yeah yeah Yeah. but those hemp necklaces when you would put them on they'd be so itchy right and i remember my sister making them for me when she would go to camp or whatever in the summers i guess is where she learned how to do it but she she made me a couple and i wore them constantly if there are pictures of me from high school i am wearing a hemp necklace because i had to wear them every single day because the prescription for them was you put them on and you don't take them off until they're soft (laughs) <laughs> because like when you would shower and get them yeah. wet or get in the pool and stuff like that, the hemp fibers would become softer and I never got there. I don't know yeah. if that's bullshit or not. That's a like, weird selling point for an item of clothing. It's like here, wear this uncomfortable thing until, until it's, comfortable. it's comfortable and then you can take it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The nineties were a very, very odd time. God. I was a budding Egyptologist for a couple years as a child. So I know Far too much about embalming, uh, mummy. Same. I loved my mummy books. Like, yeah, dude. Well, like the DK. You have? Did you have the DK book? Oh, so good. I had books about hieroglyphics, and I wanted to learn how to to read them and write them. And like, I knew all the gods, and I knew all their their stories and epics. Like, I between Greek mythology and Egyptian mythology, I was dude, like, dude, like, you know, obsessed. Yeah, I I one I one year in elementary school tried to write a play and cast all my friends as Greek gods and uh, other other characters and I and they were like, no, we're reading Harry Potter. Please leave us alone. <laughs> That's and fantastic. Then I tried to, and then I tried to make a Harry Potter play, and still nobody was like wanting to be part of that at all. That was just just done it on the playground. I don't they're, know where. Well, that was. Do... I also, all I wanted to do was do it, like oh, okay. have rehearsals on the playground and then do the show and have people read their lines. I was horrible. <laughs> so Kyle, I've got a much sadder version of that because I did the exact <laughs> yes. same thing as you're yes. talking about. Power I didn't have any friends, so I literally had toys that I directed. Like I took the toys to the corner and I was like, "Now you're inspiration during this scene." Absolutely. <laughs> all right, race stands toy. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i fucking love these netflix christmas movies like mm-hmm. they are yeah. fucking 
bonkers and they're all Vanessa Hutchins. Like she just keeps getting tossed in there. But it's like you made Kyle like, choke on his beer. <laughs> it's like the Princess Switch trilogy. I know is a lot of them are Vanessa Hutchins, but they're not all Vanessa Hutchins. <laughs> they're almost all. One was Brooke Shields. So so she's in I've oh talked about God. this on the I Love Trash podcast because I've talked about the second and now the third Princess Switch film. The third Princess Switch film is a heist movie in which three of the people doing the heist are all Vanessa Hutchins. <laughs> like that's like where this movie gets to. And then there's also The Night Before Christmas spelled with a K in which a knight is forced back in forward in time to modern day and has to make a Christmas miracle happen to go back to medieval times. But he falls in love with Vanessa Hutchins <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to, he's like, I don't want to go back to the time frame that I came from. But then they're like, it's a whole fucking he multiverse. Could just, he could just I don't, I don't he could get with her anymore. and then like bounce and no, yeah. no responsibility. Nope. No, he has, he has true love. He's a knight, Scott. There's a whole thing oh, of chivalry. honor. Yeah. God, yeah. Chivalry. You're right. He wouldn't have even touched her. He would just pine for her from but, afar. But the time frame that he's coming from is the same kingdom as the Princess Switch movies take place. And then... There's the prince, the Christmas Prince trilogy, and in the first Princess Switch movie, the one character's like, "Here, let's sit down and watch your favorite movie," and they fucking log on to Netflix and start watching the Christmas Prince, and I'm like, "What is happening?" This is like, like I, the Dark Tower of Christmas movies. This is Stephen King is Netflix so pissed off their, right now. They've built their own multiverse of like this this whole fucking MCU of Christmas movies I over at Netflix. Fucking. <laughs> hate that and i'm and i love it at the same time you are so gonna watch all of them next december this december like oh it's, my God. it's happening don't you, don't i made such worry. a mistake bringing it up i i'm seeing matt light <laughs> I'll up i'll tell you what you and i will you and i will take a ride together we'll we'll simul we'll synchronize watches i'll be dude, like hey God. horror movie night you want to watch princess switch tonight we'll just both yeah watch it. dude Oh my God, I need to know. Big joke with my dad and I is like, we would always do like puppet hands and like peck at each other and go like anytime we were bored. It, it's just something we do now. And so I was like, well, has, I have to pick this movie. So fun fact, now that you've brought up the sound of the piranha, do you know how the piranha's sounds were achieved? It has to be pigeons, right? No, <laughs> they didn't go into extreme details, but on the commentary track, Joe Dante just keeps saying, you're hearing the sound of a dentist drill in water. Oh. And it's been speculated if he means that they specifically took like dentist instruments and put them in the water, or if they had someone using them above the water while the audio was underneath the water to give it that like weird sound. But if you listen to it and think of it that way, it's like that is absolutely the sound of like a dentist drill. I'm really <laughs> sad it's not pigeons because I always am like, it's like they use pigeon noises for fish. That was like my first big like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> it is absolute terrible editing. So oh, the, it's, it's most not, of it's the not fish a great attacks, film. Most of the fish attacks is just let's throw some red dye in this water and put a bubble machine underneath it. Like oh, it's I love it. Pecking. It's so, it's so evil dead. <laughs> oh, and the pecking because they're, there are definitely birds. Cause they're bird, uh, that's the, bird they're pecking and yeah. it's a pigeon sound. They are underwater pigeons <laughs> killing people. That's I mean, into it. Ask any zoologist and they'll tell you the piranha is the water's pigeon. Um, yes. so. You're like, get away. It's a sequel to the deadly spawn which I picked three, four years ago, like a long what? time ago. Oh, Kyle, you didn't know? 
no. watching Kyle's brain process that in real time after you said it was perfect. What? That's <laughs> so silly. What's going so on? here's the other thing. So this was 1990. Metamorphosis, the alien factor from 1990, and also in 1990 was a separate horror movie also called Metamorphosis that came out. Yes. So that made research extra difficult. Whoa, hold on. Oh, shit. Did you, did you watch, watch the, the wrong Metamorphosis? So did you watch the one about the anti-aging serum that... Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So how about you tell us a little bit about your Metamorphosis? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> That's what actually happened amazing. in your version dude, of uh, Dude, you got to fucking fire my ass. This sucks. <laughs> okay. No, this There's makes no a lot idea. of sense. This makes a lot more sense. It's my reaction to the fact... <laughs> Okay, so a quick quick rundown of my metamorphosis. It's about a uh, a scientist who has been getting all this grant money for these uh, experiments that he's done on monkeys, and there's not really like there's not a lot of information about what experiment he is doing, other than he's not sharing his findings, and they keep putting giving him money, and they're like, you gotta like tell us a little bit of what's going on, and instead he's like, uh, okay, uh, I'll get you something. And instead of doing the experiments on the monkeys that he's been killing, he does the experiment upon himself. Wait, did you watch Monkey Shines? <laughs> well, the other scary part is that he's sort of kind of still explaining the plot of Metamorphosis. Did the you? Alien Factor well, to I am, it extent. is Metamorphosis. It's just yeah. not Colin the Alien Factor. The alien factor. I know, factor. I'm right. There is it's no Alien Factor to be had. There's, there's a zero, there's a 0% Alien Factor in this movie. <laughs> There's not even an alien variable. There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. This is pure science. Uh, this is fact. And um, what happens is he does this, and then he starts to black out, and he's attacking women. But then it's women that he knows. So then he doesn't kill them. He like either it's sort of alluded to a sexual assault, beating them up, and then like when they see him again, they're like, "Stay away from me!" And he's like, "No, I'm trying to like figure out what's going on." But he's just a real douchey. From the jump, a real douchey college professor scientist, right? I can't believe I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> and, um, and I love the uh, idea that you're watching that movie and thinking, why would Scott pick this? I, I've decided like, that I'm going to go like with the psychological thrillers. Sorry, yeah, everybody. Uh, fucking, I don't know. And so, well, and my beer matches that movie and not this movie. Oh, <laughs> no. That is the saddest part about this. Okay. What's the beer? Well, so it's going to be crazy because the, this movie is really fucking boring. I mean, not that, not that our alien factor was like – super interesting either but yeah, yeah the alien well, factor didn't factor in too much yeah. more fun oh, starts the metamorphosis. so what happens is he ends up you know the 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 serum takes a toll on him he's sort of like it looks like he like ages really quickly he starts to get like gooey and goopy and like looking old well, so there but, is like, goopiness in this movie too yeah, so i guess it's and not then, that different so i just assume that he's going to sort of fade away into a, like he's he's just over he's like overdosed himself on his serum and is going to just like just fucking de- be debilitated or whatever and then at the end of it they're trying to find him who is doing the assaulting or who has been killing people and by the end of it the police show up they bust in the door and he's this goopy dinosaur he's a di- he's a lizard he's a lizard he's well, a did lizard. you watch fly too because like <laughs> i i really feel like you there are a million movies that you could have watched and none of them were the right movie but none of them are really the wrong movie the wrong either, movie which is or, i'm so... in the same vein 
Like, it sounds close enough that it wouldn't be crazy for Metamorphosis that you watch to be the double feature for the Metamorphosis that we watch. <laughs> well, like, there's Deadly enough... Spawn was my... Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't, that wasn't enough, my double feature. There's enough of a Venn diagram overlay on those Dude, two movies. And, you know, they, 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 blow, they blow this dinosaur Barney monster, gooey Barney, to smithereens, and then the movie ends with the, with the woman, who I don't remember their connection, and her son, and then, like... He has a pet lizard, and she looks over and is like, "Oh no!" And it does like that, like freeze frame, uh, like, "Uh oh, he's somehow like the what, lizard." What year I was have yours? A, I have a. It was ninety, nineteen ninety. Oh, it's a, the same exact year, right. same year. No, it's so so. Kyle, the version that we watched of Metamorphosis <laughs> um, involves. I'm so I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I love that this like embarrassment is what you feel. Like it's yeah. just <laughs> you take this shit way more seriously than Brian does. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back in two hours. <laughs> just let me go watch this movie. <laughs> Scott, you already hinted at it, but let's talk about that Kindred 4K that Please, you uh, that you it. got. Well, I mean, so I've only watched the movie. I haven't watched any of the special features, and I don't have a CD player, so I can't listen to the soundtrack. Do you want to borrow my 2011 Nissan Sentra (laughs) (laughs) to listen to it? Wild Things in the first 10 minutes has a moment where no one's questioning that Matt Dillon, the guidance counselor, is driving multiple students home from school, which is like red flag central. But they all hop in his car, and to make sure that the movie is properly dated, they jump into his car to the sounds of Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charm Life. And by the time he's dropping the kids off, it's the Smash Mouth cover of Why Can't We Be Friends? And I'm like, I am so into this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude, oh, my God. I might watch that shit tonight. I might might convince my wife and my best friend that we're going to watch that shit right now. That's so funny. And my son, Hunter. But Hunter's like, put the face, the eyes over Hunter's, uh, <laughs> cover Hunter's eyes for the, the No, movie. he stretches them open like it's clockwork orange. <laughs> like you You're going to learn. Scott, you brought up The Howling, which I think is worth comparing because I think they're both movies that came out at almost the exact same time that both had some really crazy transformation scenes. But I think the anguish in his transformation scene, like, I don't think anyone's come close to like, capturing how much he seems to make it seem like it hurts to to have your body morph into a wolf especially like zero to a hundred like he's just reading a book and just like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) i mean a bit of an overactor in that section no that's that is literally that scene is me when i'm asleep and i move my leg and give myself a charlie horse like that's me at 3 a.m giving myself a charlie horse god i'm burning <laughs> i haven't had one in years but man when you have a charlie horse in the middle of the night and you're just fucking flopping thinking it's doing something <laughs> i have never leaped out of a bed quicker than when i get a charlie horse in the middle of the night and then i'm just walking around like family guy just going like <sighs> oh you do that i thought yeah. everyone made the same noise which is oh oh <laughs> No, that's your sex sound, dude. That's all my sounds, dude. Here's a story I've never told on the air. One time there was this girl that I had met on a dating site, and she was over my house, and things were going pretty good, we'll say, and we were making out, and she started oh. making she started making her way downwards where there may have Downtown. been town. You know, it may have been uh, you know, not quite a Costco, but maybe a different place where you can go and buy a lot of uh overstocked food and and whatnot. Oh. But right as she got to about my belly button, I got a Charlie horse and pushed her. <laughs> 
off me and started walking around the room going, ah, ah. And then she <laughs> excused herself and I never saw I her. think it's important to explain this story <laughs> is that Matt was kissing a girl. Basically what he just said is Matt was kissing a girl and then she was making her way downtown and then he was walking fast as faces passed that he was homebound. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's one of the most embarrassing things. And Brian made I... it better. You're welcome. Oh my god. Well, you know, I'm glad I finally told that. That's been sitting in my yeah. heart for years. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll never forget the awkwardness of nakedly wandering around my room in front of someone trying to calm down a Charlie horse in my cap. Easy, <laughs> Nelly. Easy. When he's outside the school, I, the best part about that is when he shows up and he gets stopped by this like security guard, right? Who's like, you can't drive, ride your bike and you're going to be late. He's like, here's some titties. Here's some porn. How the guy's does that like, work? Works for me. <laughs> it, that, that doesn't. That didn't make sense to me. Like I would understand if it was like I don't know an eight year old that was a security guard for some reason. It's like, hey, I have a nudie magazine that I can give you. But like, is that the only way that a sixty year old man can get his hands on a I porno? I feel like. I honestly feel like well, he's not going he, in the woods and finding them inside tree stumps anymore. So. Uh, oh, dude, that's no, the only place you find pornos timing. Is, is in the woods. No, 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 no. There are two places you find pornos in the '80s and early '90s. Kids today, they don't fucking get it. The best part about finding porn was how creepy and sketch it was, and you didn't care because you just want to see. Boobs. You just had to force yourself to believe it was hot. You guys ever get your hands on a penthouse? As a child. Dude, okay, because that's, that's what I wanted. <laughs> that is, I, that was where this story was going. Actually, was so the first like nudie mags I ever saw were Playboy's, right? And Playboy is so sterile and very glamorous. And like honestly, like I didn't know what a vagina looked like. There was a truck stop that was in our small town. We had fucking two lights, all right. Like we were a very small town. Behind the truck stop, gas station, whatever was a large car wash and the car wash was like one of those do-it-yourselfers with like those long ass spray guns right but there was one that was extra tall for trucks you know like for semis and yeah. so somebody must have gotten tired of like this package i'm talking eight to twelve inches thick of playboys and he packed them up into a in a black plastic bag like a trash bag and dumped them in the trash can right behind that that uh, car wash and s for some reason somehow one of my friends found it i don't know why were they digging through the trash were they like oh that's porn i know it's porn they grabbed it and then the best thing about finding nudie mags in the 90s was they didn't stay intact literally you'd sit down with your friends and rip it apart you would share the nudes. Queen never wrote this song, but they should have written a whole record called Nudes of the World. <laughs> is this what AA is like? She goes, there's something you should know. I have a drinking problem. To the doctor. The doctor's like, there's nothing wrong with your son. And she's like, yes, there is. I'm an alcoholic. Listen, there's so much in this movie that I have experienced with that doesn't make sense. For starters, <laughs> my friends are without a doubt the meanest people I've ever met. Like we are. Oh, they're shitbags. My yeah. friends are so mean, and we've never brought up one of our parents' alcoholism. Second of all, 
I feel like this writer is really writing his truth in this movie and he's experiencing it. So I think it's, I think it's important to address that if you, if you're an alcoholic and you have a child, please, please get sober because if you don't, they will make a movie like this and we cannot have another movie like this. The part where I thought that I may have been psychic and had opened up my third eye is when, is when I'm watching a movie from 2006 and a girl starts walking up to a jukebox. And I'm like, what you going to put on, like Joan Jett or some shit? And then all L-O-L. of a sudden, I love rock and roll starts playing. And I'm like, that's the best you can do for a 2006 bar scene is a song from 1977. The, mo- like, the music they can afford to license always tells you how the movie is going. Always, yeah. <laughs> without fail. Like, I, w- I just watched Finch, the Apple TV where Tom Hanks adopts a robot. And there was so much cheap, affordable music in that. It was very strange. (laughs) Thinking back on this movie, where did the budget go? I know for a fact that that first scene on the beach, they had 200 extras that did it for free. They weren't paying extras. Tell you what, they weren't paying for the special effects because they look like garbage. They weren't paying any actors because none of these actors were were that well known at the time right like Taylor Kitsch honestly might have been their biggest get coming off of Friday Night Lights right yeah that's probably I mean he was he was top billed and he's the the protagonist I guess so where did the money go if they couldn't spend it on anything except I Love Rock and Roll by John Jett well would you would you like to know what the budget is because I have it pulled up um, yeah, I, I wrote it. it down, we all okay. wrote down how bad this budget is, but actually, you take the lead. Twenty million. I could make five of these movies for twenty yeah. million dollars with honestly a better script. For comparison, I just decided to do this real quick. They could have made 2015's The Witch five times for the budget. That I was they put literally into this movie. just looking up how much they spent on The Witch because that is like a perfect movie. No one in it is a soup. It's the thing that makes Anya Taylor Joy a star, and it actually has like something interesting to say about witches. So I love the witch, and I was reading an article about how much the director and the dad hated the goat because <laughs> Black Phillip was the unintentional star of the movie, and Robert Eggers hates it. Well, goats are assholes, so <laughs> yeah, but also he was either sleeping or being insane, and he broke the dad's ribs in one scene and they were gonna in the the fight scene they were going to have an animatronic version of black philip to make it like easier on the actor and the animatronic didn't work they, they did like two or three different sizes none of them looked right and so he just had to fight black philip for real he broke his ribs i also love the idea that the director of the witch was like this fucking goat. I'm not working with goats anymore. For my next movie, I'm going to work with 300 seagulls instead. <laughs> yep. Far more manageable, I guess. I mean, more shit, <laughs> less attitude, right? Like, if you look at the poster, he is one yeah. of the six names yeah. on the poster. He's in the movie for two minutes. He was a last-second addition to the movie. They actually originally wanted the actor who played Otho in Beetlejuice to play that role, and he was... <laughs> He couldn't do it because he was making Dunstan checks out. Which checks in. Most, checks checks in. in. Show that movie some respect. <laughs> and I was like, "What? A, that's got to be like Michael Caine not being able to collect his Oscar because he was on the set of Jaws the Revenge. Like, it's like, I'm sure even if you don't like this movie, Scott, it's got to be insulting to not be in this movie because you're busy making the monkey loose in the hotel with Jason Alexander movie. Instead. You're saying that in a condescending tone, but even you saying that, it sounds like a good movie. Like, I don't understand. 
so I was in the shower, as I am wont to do. Longtime listeners know this is where I think about Matt the most. It's where I think about Matt the most. <laughs> so I was in the shower, and I was like, Matt can't fucking say escapes. He can't say escapes. And I, was, I was meaning to text you, like, text me phonetically how you say escapes. And I for, I was, like, in the kitchen doing dishes, like, six hours later, like, what fucking word was I going to make fun of Matt for saying wrong? It's escapes, and then also the demon. He can't say either of those demon. because he's from Philly. It's a Philly hey, thing. Well, I don't know what you're Brian talking about. Anyway, anyway, you guys going to uh, go see the Batman when it comes out in a couple of <laughs> weeks? Is it, also, is it also a regional thing to pluralize things that aren't plural, as we've talked about before? That, is that, is, that, actually, that does – listen – let me yeah. tell you a little bit about where I come Draculas? from. This is my favorite Philly story. Stop and shops. This is my favorite uh, Philly Walmart. story, but it it really encapsulates the best and worst of this town. So we have a word that we throw around that is John. J-A-W-N. It means anything and nothing, Yeah, right? John is everything and anything. It's just like, hey, get me that John, right? About five years ago, there was a dude who was fucking unhinged, right? Bad situation, had a gun, was like locked up in an apartment having a shootout with the police. About two minutes after that was reported, John Wick was trending on Twitter for the (laughs) city of Philadelphia. (laughs) Okay, have you ever seen a ladder life insurance ad? This was the first for me. I don't think I have. Okay, so their tagline... Life insurance, so good, they're going to want you dead. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking what? And then... What? Yeah, and then they don't even let that... They don't, I mean, like, I let that beat hit. They don't let the beat hit. Then, like, a half second goes by, and they're like, yeah, but seriously, killing a policyholder will avoid all life insurance benefits. <laughs> like, they have to. Somebody. Don't do the joke and then not commit to the joke. Yeah. Like, like, let it, like, come put it on. in, like, put it, so, you know, do the, do the life insurance thing at the, where it's like, blah, 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 like where it's like, right. just for the, the lawsuits that you could gotcha. get. Not like, hey, idiots. Don't kill your family for money. Also, weirdly, because I'm so dumb, when you kept saying ladder life insurance, I thought you literally meant a life insurance policy exclusively for ladder-related deaths. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's called ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R. So, I mean, it's... yeah. I, I'm assuming that that's what they started out as. It's must the have been fucking, their, must have been their first policy. Yeah, they're yeah. it's the it's the old west, and they're their like flagship policy. Hey, hey, all little son, like what are you gonna <laughs> die from out here? Yeah. It could be snakes, oh, it could be shootouts, and it could yeah. be ladders. You saying it in that dialect makes that tagline make so much more sense. Oh yeah, say yeah, please, please give us, please give us the tagline in that dialect, please. Life insurance so good they're gonna want you dead. Yep, but seriously, perfect. don't killing a policyholder will avoid all life insurance benefits. Yeah, like fucking finger guns. The feet on the wall is like one of the things that I have remembered about this movie from the very first time I watched it. Because honestly, the way that I watched the Critters movies for years before I actually like bought them was that they played on Sci-Fi Network yep. constantly, and there'd be like Critters Week. Where it'd be a different Critters movie every night. But there are only four. They're not gonna waste a Friday slot on a Critters movie. Wait, no, it's me? it's sci-fi. They're gonna waste a slot on anything. All right. Well, we certainly can't interrupt the the fucking Friday night Twilight Zone marathon. So the movies have got to be four parters Monday through Thursday. Here, I'll show this to you guys because this blew my mind 
And this has nothing to do with the movie Critters 4 per se. But I don't know if we want to say give an applause or what. But the, the wiki plot summary is 15 paragraphs long. For Critters of 4? Plot summary for Critters 4. Why did I like, even watch the movie then? Why did we do this? Like, what was the point? How long, I can how long read is that critters? in less time than it takes to. <laughs> yeah. How, do you like, think all the Critters one like Critters movies plot? Let me see. Let me see like if, that. Let me check. Let me let me check to see if. Well, while critters, Matt does critters that, I gotta tell you guys three. that Critters three and Critters four will, were filmed simultaneously, which is kind of yes. mind blowing and hilarious. No shit. Crit- critters three was one paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one with Leo Dico? Come on. <laughs> Critters 2, 3 paragraphs. <laughs> so I was like, Critters 4 may have taken more paragraphs than all three of these films combined. Um, that's let bizarre. See. Let's see. And, Do you and really... five paragraphs for Critters, the original. So yeah, someone wrote 15 paragraphs on Critters 4, while Critters 1 through 3 could be summarized in... That's eight. Nine, nine, eight or nine, nine, paragraphs. nine paragraphs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five, one, three. That's honestly, that's fucked up. <laughs> Justice for critters too. New hashtag. That, that we're gonna... has to be. That can only be explained by somebody who is similar to me, but not me. Who's like, sure, man. Loves critters four. Has been so sick of people shitting on critters four that they're like, God damn it, this movie's a masterpiece, and I'm going to make sure that the plot outline on Wiki is so detailed that nobody could point any flaws in this premise. Is that why you showed us, Matt? Are you just yeah, really proud? I put a lot of work into this page, guys. No, I only know that it was 15 paragraphs because, yeah, I, I used it a couple times to keep track of what was happening. Salvage the evening a little Isn't bit. With Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's not... I have the novelization <laughs> in, in Horror Finds. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody, go check out Horror Finds and Etsy, and you can buy the uh, novelization of Virus. Virus? Yeah. Don't all, don't all purchase it at once. Yeah, I only have the one copy. Yeah, first come, first serve situation. I upcharge. <laughs> Use the coupon code HNN Podcast and you'll get charged 10 extra dollars. <laughs> I know that Scott would um, not say this to Kyle, so I'm putting it out in the airwaves. Kyle, if you need access to my list, I'll gladly give it to you. A lot of good... <laughs> 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 Truly, if if, I, if you put Brian Kelly and Kyle Kukta in a room together, the only differential between the two of them is their movie picks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. And by the time I come back, maybe I won't be able to use a lot of my picks, Scott. Like uh, when I first came on the show, and I was like, you know what, I'm new, so I'm going to hold off on Andre the Butcher. And then a lot of interesting news articles came out about Ron Jeremy, and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to pick this one. <laughs> is, what I'm hearing you say right now is, Scott, please go through my list and trim it down to stuff that you want to watch. <laughs> because that's well, what I'm... We all know <laughs> we've been waiting on when Brian finally returns, we'll actually do the eight-legged Freaks I know. Episode. We should have ended on that, because I didn't need to I watch promise. that. I've watched that a lot. <laughs> Well, I I wanted an analog for yeah. eight legged freaks, and so I went with Ravenous. That's our character on the street. Get Brian back as eight legged freaks. Because they'll be like, hey, we need have you to back. watch it. Yeah, they'll be like, we need you back to the show, and I'm just smoking a cigarette with my cowboy hat. Like, I don't do podcasts anymore. <laughs> it's eight legged freaks. <laughs> like, Haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> <laughs> 
we were talking about this, and I almost spilled the beans on this, and then Scott correctly was like, no, let Brian retell the story. Some of you who maybe haven't listened to every single episode of Horror Movie Night, you know that when it comes to the 50th episode, it's usually something that's tied to like classic horror movie moments or references. So like when Brian was doing Six Degrees of Beetlejuice, by the time we got to episode 200, we finally just did Beetlejuice. You are what I would say the the biggest piece of why we finally landed on doing The Lost Boys for episode 350, and it stems from your very first What Did I Watch This Week <laughs> during your first episode as a full-time third host. Do you remember yeah. what the episode was, Brian? Because I do. I don't. Well, it was bugged. Bugged. Oh, <laughs> bugged. Bugged. All right, I will begrudgingly tell this story. Um, I didn't want to tell this story because... Kyle has a new short coming out and I don't want him to feel incompetent as a filmmaker when I tell him my <laughs> wife's vision for film. No, no that's okay. That's okay. I appreciate thank you for the trigger warning. Yes, I will yes. hold I'll hold on. You should still chase life. your dreams. This will make you feel like what what's the point? But you know, some people are naturals. So we watched it and you know how the the intro right i i vaguely remember that i didn't watch the movie i i gotta admit but <laughs> so it's like I any see. other episode of horror movie night that brian's on <laughs> the security guard right and then it's like a pov shot of the camera flying at him which leads the audience to believe that it's a vampire flying at him and i was watching it with my my not knowing she was going to be my wife one day and she goes see if i made this movie i would do things a little differently and I said, oh, would you? And I said, yeah, I would I would do that exact shot the same way it was. And then later on in the movie, the security guard comes back up and the audience is like, I thought he died. I thought he got killed. And then it turns out that the camera was a bee. <laughs> so, Kyle, are you done submitting your film to film festivals? Uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk movies. <laughs> I'm just assuming that Brian's connection is going to fail before we even get to talking about the movie. Mm -hmm. So our friend Cody uh, messages us on, on our Instagram and goes, Hey guys, just had some you know bad stuff happening. And I want to let you know that you're um, a constant source of positivity in my life during this difficult time. And I really appreciate you guys, except I'm having a hard time forgiving you for your April's fool's day episode. And Matt promptly writes back before I can even get on Instagram and read the fucking thing Matt immediately responds back I'm so glad that we could be a help in this time of need thanks Gelsey Chris and Dylan and it was just I want everybody to know that I wasn't going to give Matt the double satisfaction of telling the story about his own joke that he's so fucking proud of because mm -hmm. Matt does need to be reined in every once in a while we have 100%. to put the muzzle on Matt Kelly sometimes if you listened to our episode 350 Patreon bonus Matt mentioned that he had to stop himself from starting another podcast what are you trying to prove that's <laughs> the guy like God is up there, you know, and he's just like, I gave this guy the cock the size of a baby's leg. <laughs> and it's not enough. Oh, Brian literally took eight months off for that <laughs> to bring us back to that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, we got to talk about, I guess, the big closing line. You know, there's one thing I always hated about living in Santa Carlo or Santa, whatever. All the Santa goddamn Carla. vampires. Yeah. yeah. Good line. So, I, 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 was, I was pretty shocked. <laughs> we all know, you know, I think we, we, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that 
you know, famous line that's embedded in all of our minds. Um, I, uh, oh, I don't like this town. What was it? Um, you know, this town is, uh, would be good if there wasn't, you know what I'm saying? The famous line we all know by heart. Yeah, you know, yeah. Matt could have glossed over it and edited it out, but now he can't. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a full night's sleep in quite a few days. I'm a little out of it. Look like a raccoon. I woke up. <laughs> Sorry. I have a flashback. I woke up at 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning with my ear itchy. And I have, like, I have really bad anxiety. So, like, I feel bugs crawling on me often like when i'm going to bed like i feel like bugs crawling on me that aren't there so like i wrote it off to that and then it was like wow this is like really tickling and itchy and like i like went in and i did the biggest mistake because i was in a daze and i like took a q-tip and i put a q-tip in my ear and then it just was like literally my eyeball was twitching and i didn't know what the hell was going on so i'm like i think i have a bug in my ear Jade comes upstairs and she's like, what's going on? Cause she couldn't sleep. So she went downstairs and for whatever reason, like, like I was in a fucking lifetime drama. I, this is not made up. She's like, what's going on? And I was like, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, there's, there's a bug in my ear maybe. So I like get a syringe. I'm like looking for a syringe and I'm like shooting warm water in my ear and it, calmed it down like the moving stopped so i was like oh or whatever that was that was weird so then i get up and then i start it again this tickling thing i'm like looking i'm like reading i'm like and every article is like it's very rare that you have a bug in your ear it's probably like this type of ear infection this type of anxiety like it's very difficult for a bug to get in your ear but if there is a bug in your ear try to wash it out with warm water and if it's still alive you have to try olive oil so i went downstairs with a syringe i pulled up some olive oil and I shot it in my ear and then it felt like something was having a seizure in my brain to the point that I just dropped on the floor in agony, oh my God. like screaming. And then it just stopped. It just stopped. And I felt pressure in my ear and I like just laid on the couch with my ear open like this, hoping that something was just going to like slide out. I go to an ENT he like looks in my ear and he's like, all right, we're going to get this thing out. And he like has like this, they're called alligator claws. And he pulls out like two legs. He's like, oh, we're going to have to suck it out. This may hurt a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> my hand was like glued to the wall and my little, I've never had my knee so straight. My leg was straight up as it was sucking and I was just convulsing. And then he was like, oh, hold on, hold on. So he, he's like okay that hurts let's get some water and they just blast water same thing like huge so just huge pain and then he's like okay we got it i was like was it a what was it and he's like do you want to know i was like yeah he's like it, it was a cockroach and he showed me it and i have a picture of it which i can send you guys if you want matt had already seen it and then i'm like okay the worst is over and he's like so instead of putting you on antibiotics i'm gonna put this like sanitizer near it'll just kill any germs it won't hurt he poured acid into my skull. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, my ear still hurts. I waited like a few days to use a Q-tip because I did after the first day and Jade was like, dude, you have no earwax in your ear. Like don't clean your ears out. And then today I, I did it after the shower and it's like dried blood. So 
I don't know. I may I may have some damage, but yeah, I haven't slept. I have I have what what happens every night is I have these like mole type earplugs that I put in my ear, and then I fall asleep and I'm conscious enough in my sleep to take them out of my ear and put them on my bedside like in that daze, and then I fall asleep and then I wake up an hour later realize they're not in my ear, full on panic and like jam the back of my ear. So I haven't slept for more than like an hour each night consistently yeah like i probably sleep for like four hours a night but it just hour increments up for a little bit then an hour so it's it sucked <laughs> it's been really Holy bad shit dude but i got to edit a podcast which i never had time for <laughs> but when you don't sleep <laughs> that's how he was able to rewatch killer clowns this week. yeah all right well on that jolly note thanks for tuning in we'll be back next week with more horror movie night Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Geekscape Network.